Hello. <laughs> Happy 420. Clearly, this is our I first. I can't do this. Clearly, this is our first podcast. I'm too high we... for <laughs> Well, you weren't supposed to hear that part. But we're trying to figure out how this goes. Um, so this is your first episode of what did I say it was called? I was trying to think of the <laughs> name. Um, all I was thinking about. I got it. This is our first recording of Trauma and Transitions. I am your host, whatever my name is going to be, and this is my co-host, Pyro. Pyro. So, excuse our technical difficulties right now. So, the purpose of our podcast um, will be to um, figure out our own shit and how to deal with it, but also recognizing that we have not been the cause of all of our bullshit and how that is affecting our lives by taking on other people's lives. So, today we started our journey um, because one of us felt like we were spiraling and the other one felt angry. So, these are destructive behaviors. You know how you get with the uncontrollable crying and you can't eat, you can't think, you're mad at the world, you want to punch a wall, as co-hosts did, you want to smash some windows as... Jasmine Sullivan That's how I felt. did. That's how I felt on Sunday. I just wanted to break a bunch of glass. And we have to get this rage out because... Is it fair to say we're empaths? Yeah, to a certain extent. You care way more than I do. I despise humans. Which is funny because I don't even like people anymore. But I do care. Welcome. <laughs> I do care. And... I take that back. I care... But too much to the point where I don't. If that makes sense. It starts to cancel each other out because I give a fuck. And then they don't care that I give a fuck. So now I don't care that I don't give a fuck. But then once I stop giving a fuck, they're like... And I'm like, what do you want from me? I don't even think these people know what they want from themselves. And then we're so caught up trying to figure it out. And we have to break the cycle of doing that. So I just stay on autopilot. Autopilot is good until you're about to drive off the bridge. That's true. And you don't recognize that that is it. And it's so easy for a lot of people, especially in the black community, to be like, oh, just pray about it. Oh, just move on. Call on Jesus. And you're not really dealing with the exact issue. You're calling on Jesus, but you're still hurting. We believe the universe, Jesus, whomever your higher power is, can heal you. But are you really truly healing what's hurt? (coughs) Right. Because if that's the case, we could all go to whatever altar we believe in. And be healed yeah. but it's just for the day 
my altar has been the bar for the last three weeks and how well is that playing out to be yeah i tried that and ended up in the hospital pretty sure my kidneys are trash but that liver is gone i don't know i guess my altar oh look it's 420 is gang um (laughs) 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 um i guess my altar is i don't know i color i colored last night i don't drink anymore for obvious reasons so i just you know quote unquote take my medicine but like all day so i can like function i know it's bad to say but uh, yeah, that's basically where I'm at. If I'm if I'm forced to be awake and I have to be social and I have to put on the happy mask, then the medicine has to be taken. And if I'm not going to do that, then I'm just going to go to sleep. But the mask we put on is masking the issues. Yeah, but peop- I've learned that people ain't built like me and they can't handle my level of shit compared to the minuscule level of shit that they think is so fucking big and to me when they tell me that shit I'm like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life your feelings are valid about it but like why are you crying like that's gonna happen to you 50,000 more times in your life why are you crying that's why I don't understand shit like breakups because I'm like why is that gonna affect me and I know there's gonna be 10 more after you that's dumb Ooh, but I'm tired of going through that. I don't want it to be 10 more after this I mean, this yeah, but, like, like we're I, different ages. I can afford 10 more. <laughs> you can't afford 10 more, but I'm like, shit, I done had 10 in the last 10 years, and I'm good. And, of course, you don't go into anything wanting heartbreak, but it is what it is. But then I have what, in my eyes... You still have hope. In the, well, in the building blocks of my life, like, you being pissed off that you're going through a breakup... I'm like, okay, it's okay to be sad about that, whatever. And that's, like, really the only bad thing that's ever happened to you, and you can always tell the difference because how people react to shit, that's how you know they've been through some shit. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Most of the time, I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll get over it. And I normally do, and probably 48 hours, when it might take regular people, like, a week. Ooh, I think I'm going on week three at this point. (laughs) And then me with like some deep rooted fucking trauma that happened in the building block period of my life i just don't see shit the same like you're you could be pissed off that your dog peed on the floor and i'm like who cares like clean it up oh my god the world is ending right i'm like at least you have a fucking dog mine's dead like shut the fuck up (laughs) whatever the building blocks of your life i think i was doomed to begin with and I think it started with not having a solid foundation or relationship with my mother. I think that also played into whatever bullshit she was dealing with, with trying to deal with my drug-addicted father, and we were never in a stable environment. So the main thing that I wanted to do to deal, I guess, with that trauma was create a stable environment for my child. And who would have thought that trying to create that would have been the worst trauma of my life trying to navigate all of that and start my new one and now here we are transitioning all over again yeah it'd be like that sometimes like I never 
my child always tells me like don't discount what I'm going through because I'm so young you've already experienced it but I haven't is what he always to just to kind of keep me in check and remind me that it's a big deal to me because I'm only 16 I'm only whatever age you are and but that's you breaking like generational curses because my mom comes from the very like I told you not to do it isn't that enough for you not to do it and I'm like no like I it just because it didn't work for you maybe it'll work for me and even if it doesn't work for me I did it so like whatever and then what if I do it and it does work like why are you just gonna discount it because when you did it when you were 20 something back in 80 whatever like I'm this is I'm 22 this is 2021 like there is still a bunch of shit that I need to see happen and sure you can tell me a horrible story of what happened to you when you did it but it's a different time period now so I'm gonna do it and if I fuck up I'm gonna be like you was right and if I don't fuck up I'm definitely gonna be like you was wrong so it is what it is my child always tells me mom maybe like you're used bad things don't happen to me you're used to things happening to you now if my child can recognize that these bad things happen um there has got to be something that has to give um i love the fact that my child doesn't think that anything bad will happen to him like he just believes more so not that he's invincible but just good things will come to him Um, And sometimes I think that makes him a little jaded. Like, you want to stay positive. You want to, you know, maybe it's a whole law of attraction thing. But I I feel like we all feel like that at some point in life. And then something happens and we get punched in the face real hard. Like, my mom letting the world teach me shit that I didn't want to learn from her. Like, smacked me around like Mike Tyson. And I was like, okay, I'm not invincible. I was like, I can do anything, but let's be smart about it. Well... I don't know if I ever had I don't know the main thing is that everybody has to learn at a certain point you become responsible for your own healing Mm -hmm. you become responsible for the life lessons you learned and maybe it's going to hurt 50,011 times until you get the hang of it but at what point I don't feel like anybody can reach that point until 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 we start to recognize (laughs) the things that are traumatizing to us because your whole life you lived chaos that but it's not chaos because you don't recognize it as chaos until yeah. you get around people who are quote-unquote that's just normal how you function to people who live a healthy family life that's hilarious to healthy to parents to healthy relationships that's hilarious because my friends are so, some of my friends are like way too open with their parents but like the ones who are just like a healthy amount of open like you can fuck up and be like mom oh my god like i met this guy at the bar i had sex with him like he's being weird i want to leave like please come get me i know you told me not to go i'm sorry but please like whatever but like with me i would 
pissed my pants before I even thought about making the phone call. And I was somewhere I wasn't supposed to be. And I didn't do some stuff I knew I wasn't supposed to do. Like, I'm like, she is going, she going to come get me and him and everybody up the street that saw me. Like, it's going to be problems. Like, yeah, of course, she's going to get me out the dangerous situation. But, like, I know as soon as we get home, that's my ass. And that's horrifying. Like, to this day, like, until, like, a month ago, I never out loud told her that I have sex. Because I was petrified. And I'm 22. Like, the only reason I said it is because it was a joke. Because she was talking about me being pregnant. And I was like, I have not had sex in that time period. Like, no. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah. Like, we just don't talk about it. It's understood. We don't talk about it. Like, she doesn't know I partake in things like 420. Like, she knows I partake in things like 420. But she has never seen me with it. She has never seen it on me. It's just hearsay. Is it the fear of the wrath? Like, I just told my mom I got wasted for the first time, and she was just, she didn't even know how to handle it. I mean. Because as far as they know, I don't drink. It, it's fear of it. Like, I still, it's better now. Like, she's not on my ass. I am grown. But it's like, like, shit like me getting alcohol poisoning and going to the hospital, I was like, well, I have to tell her because I'm going to the hospital because, you know, I don't tell her nothing if I absolutely do not have to. And so I was like, well, I'm at the hospital. I kind of have to tell her. She's going to probably find out anyway. She's my emergency contact. And I expected her to, like, freak out and get mad. She was just like, you can't drink like that. And I was like, okay. And she's like, don't scare me like that. You can't drink like that. But and nobody I was like, is oh. recognizing or probably even asking what is causing you to drink in this manner. That well I take that back she did ask she was like why are you drinking like that and I was like I don't know with that time I was upset but like I wasn't gonna tell her that because I didn't want to hear a lecture and um I was just like I don't know she's like you can't go all hard like your other friends and I was like okay and we just left it at that like we don't talk about my depression because every time we do it's like I dig up my trauma, then she digs up her trauma, then my brother digs up his trauma, and now we're crying and yelling, and then the next day, everything's completely normal, and we're just eating dinner and laughing. And it's like, why is the only time we're happy after we have an atomic bomb? Every single time. I've never met your mother in a trauma state. Oh my god. I never even know. I never even... That no. woman will not shed it. That's where I get it from. I don't cry in front of people unless I'm, like, close to you. Like, we are stone cold, hard, I will kill you if you come near me. Like, none of that. And then behind closed doors, we're, like, putty. Like, see? And it's it's scary. Like, you think her mad is scary? No. Seeing her sad and, like, f- like mentally fucked up is, like, horrifying. Because she gets, like... I've never Hysteric. seen her mentally fucked up. I didn't even know she was like, this may or may not be her trauma, but I'm just saying I never even knew she was going through a divorce until it was mm-hmm. done and over. Mm-hmm. Which people said the same thing about me, and I was inpatient, outpatient, partial patient. No one knew I was in the hospital until she said something. I, people are still just now texting me. But why is it a culture thing that us as black women feel like we have to carry the world on our yes. shoulder and we can't tell people yes 110 percent. and even when we try to break out of that we're put 
back in that box. Because then when we're trying to break out of it, we're seeing as angry black lady upset she didn't get her way when I've let you slide 50,000 times before that. But today was not the day. And it's true. I don't like that um, stereotype of angry black woman because we speak our mind. Like, I be going out to dinner and then, like, my food gets messed up. And then I look like the crazy person because I want them to remake it. Well, mm-hmm. hell, if I'm paying twenty nine ninety nine for this plate, I want my food to be like I want it. And not have to just suck it up. And I don't want to cause a scene. I'm even, like, guilty of it. Like, I'll, my mom will do stuff like that. And because I don't want that label put on us on top of me already caring that I'm walking around in public black, I'm like... Can you shut up? Like, don't. Who cares? I'll buy you something else. Like, just shush. Like, don't tell you nothing. Please don't make a scene. Like, just please, please. But it's some. It's not even that we're making a scene. It's just that we're speaking up for ourselves. Now, if you are truly making a scene, I don't care what color you are. Then it's a hot mess. Right. Period. But I shouldn't be feel like a. Tr- I but we can't even say like I, I said no ice. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Without it being a problem. Like because sometimes we're asking for these things. I mean, just regarding restaurants, we're asking for these things because of allergies. We're trying to watch right. our weight. We don't like how something triggers us. We and we're labeled like... as difficult, exactly. especially in Hollywood. Oh, my Lanta. Man, let somebody say something wrong. Oh, I wanted blue eyeshadow instead of red. Difficult. You will never get work again. Ever. Yep. I feel like, um, I don't know if it was Tisha Campbell or... Um, Viola Davis, it was somebody kind of prominent right now that was saying that uh, maybe it was Taraji. All good people. That said that she was complaining about the people like, this makeup isn't for me. Like, this makeup does me no good. Um, and now I need you to hire somebody. I'm going to do it myself. When she should have just been accommodated with, let me get an artist. A makeup team that can right. work for you, your hair, and your skin tone. Oh, the hair is the worst. The hair is the absolute worst. It's if they're not slapping an awful wig on it, they're trying to do styles that don't go with black hair, and then you look stupid in a hot mess, but everybody else is a different okay. nationality. So let's just discuss these hair transformations that I love on TV. The first, I love blackish. Tracy Ellis, um, Ross, Marsai, they always change up their mm-hmm. hair um, very well on the show. So I love that they embrace the natural and just instead of going with the standard, now you got to wear straight hair. Yeah. I also love, um, what's my show with Tia, uh, Mari, Netflix, Family Reunion. Yeah, that. I love that. Um, her daughter on the show, I don't know her name. She's mixed, I guess. And I think she was a Disney star. But whatever her name is, like, they had this horrible wig on her. And I don't know if they were trying to, like, make her look younger. But Tia be wearing horrible wigs sometimes. And she got, like, pretty hair. Oh, we not going to talk about Tia. Tamara. But I love Tia. I love Tia and I love Tamara. But Tia be pushing it sometimes. I mean, it's a working process. Every wig, I'm an advocate wig wearer, and every wig does not work all the time. Um, but they had her in this horrible red wig because she has kind of red hair. Um, but this season, honey baby, 
They let her curls. Good. Like, I mean, I can tell that they were maybe trying to dress her also to cover up, you know, her 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 chest. In this season, mm-mm, she came to slay for and I love that. I hate when they do that. I hate when... And it's obvious and it's hilarious to me, actually, because... If you if there's a, a black co-star and they're not the main character, they will dress that co-star down on purpose so you don't show up the main talent. Like that happened to um what's her face? Um Kim Fields' daughter. In real life or on TV? Alexis Fields on on uh-huh. TV when she was on Sister Sister, she developed at a young age cuz they were like 14, 15, whatever. And there was one episode, like, her first episode, I think, and when she had on, like, a regular shirt, so you could you could see her boobs, but, like, they were, she had on turtleneck, like, who cares? Why are you focusing on that anyway? Um, and she said, after that, she had no more skin-tight clothes, it was all baggy clothes, until they started filming when they went to college. Wow. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and then, when they went to college, I understood, because, like, she was a baddie. So I get it. But yeah, how they be doing? The third that's this is the third person, Viola Davis. Oh my god, they, they be will, trying to make her look like I am free so bad. Is she so pretty? That she wants to rock her natural hair and embrace that. I love that about her. But have you seen the wig and all the movies? oh my, they make me oh. sick. Like, what's they the make me, it's they make her look, I don't know, it's like they. they they always make her look like some type Older, of... Older, hard shit. Yeah, old, hard. I I escape for my freedom. Like, yes. that's, what, that's the vibes all the time. powerhouse roles all the time. But that does not mean that she got the only The only show that I have seen that they just let her be a powerful black woman is uh, How to Get Away with Murder. They have her yes. looking right on that. Everything else is very like she struggled for a long time and now she looks like this. And I'm like, what is going on? Why? They do it a lot with dark skinned women. The darker the skin you have, the more what I call black trauma roles you have to play. It's like, oh, light skin girls have problems right, too. Right, right. It's like, it's like, oh, you're light skin. Let's have you go to an oh, all white school and have like yeah, it's stupid. Let's go to an all white school, but have a drug addiction. That that, and you're the only. You got to be you the black one raped, with the drug addiction. Drug. You got to be. A you get pregnant. You drop out. You, it's just it's stupid. And if it's not that, it's I'm at home raising five kids from four different people. Like it's. It's a mess. We can never just be like, I went to Spellman. This is the story of me uh, going to Spellman. <laughs> the Huxtables, a different world in the Huxtables, but we that's see true. How well, people don't want. But they still have. They still have those like episodes where it's like we gotta do the black trauma thing. Someone gotta get shot. Some we gotta go to we a funeral. Get the N-word. Somebody bought weed. Like I'm just like, why can't we just be the nice black family on the street? My dad's a doctor. Okay, let's talk about this. Is how my trauma form. I guarantee you this. Watching the Cosby Show, watching Roseanne, you're living in chaos every day like Roseanne, probably worse, but what you see and what you feel like, this is a normal family, the Cosby's, you have a doctor, you have a lawyer, you have kids, yep. 
you know, they have great neighbors. The grandparents are all involved. Everybody goes off to college. Oh, they used to make me so angry and I'm like, seeing grandparents. My family doesn't look like that. Like, that, I'm like, oh my, I want to go to, I'm like, I don't go to my granny house. Like, I want my papa. Like, this is, it annoys me. And now it's seeing perfect black families. And I'm like, hello. I was like, what happened? Because it, it pissed me off more because I had it. I was like, I have two parents. I live in the suburbs. I got the biggest house on my street. I'm good. And then it all just went, and I'm like, what the hell? Now I'm the, I see my dad once a month. My parents are divorced. My mom's angry. My brother's smoking weed. Like, it was a hot-ass fucking mess. We're fine now. (laughs) But it was tragic. Which is so funny, again, because, what, at that point, you were the preacher's family. Oh, my God. Y'all, I'm a PK. It was, we were the Obamas. Like, that's how we were. We were the Obamas. Like, we can never hang out with them. Ever. My dad, I'm, when I tell you, my dad took us and put us in a bubble and was like, don't touch the peasants. Like, it was like, don't touch the peasants. Like, sometimes I still have that mentality, like, I'm better than you. And of course, I'm not, but it's just like, I am. (laughs) Like, ew. But like, that's the mentality you had. I barely had friends. No one could knock on the door. Don't call my house. No, you can't go to the family reunion with the cousins you ain't seen in 10 years. Like, no, none of that. No, but you can stay here and we can go to church at 7 o'clock in the morning and y'all can go hang out with my mom. Like, that's really all we ever did every single day. And then it was just like, for what? When your life gets taken off from underneath you in a rug. And <coughs> it's like, my kid doesn't understand that. I remember he went even went to the alternative school and the lady called and was like, your kid is so smart. It's just, I don't even believe it. Like, I've lived in the ghetto and in the underprivileged. Uh, ma'am, hold on. This baby has never lived in the ghetto. That. This baby has never seen a project. All this baby knows, he's been living in two-story houses and condos his whole life, eating steak and filet mignon every day. That That baby is not from the ghetto. Like, he's smart because I taught him. We're smart because I wanted to give him all of those advantages of learning. Um, Like, unfortunate, you know, he's been a victim of this... uh, crazy world that we live in yeah i mean it sucks to say like i hate saying it but like i when i got to college i realized how privileged i was i really did because or like when i see like stuff on facebook like y'all remember these purses and it's like little duct tape purses i'm like i had a coach purse what are you talking about i was like i don't remember none of this i'm like y'all wore those shoes i was like what are you talking about i had on like what and i was like wait a minute and i texted my mom i was like um we had money and she was like yeah and I was like I'm a silver spoon baby (laughs) like what is going on it was like I mean I wasn't like ignorant to like the struggle like our family still lives in the hood like I'm not scared but I was just like I don't have to go over why would I go over there if I don't have to like I live in the suburbs why am I going to Oak Cliff if I don't have to why am I in Pleasant Grove if I don't have to like I don't need all that in my life because I never had it and then you got people like our uncles who just be chilling and I'll be like what is that sound like y'all not scared and everybody just like just sit on the floor <laughs> like what is going on well let's get closer to your vo- to your head just that. Just, don't go outside what, huh 
I'm confused. So it's, it, it sucks to say, but I did have privilege at some point, and then that privilege kind of went poof. I still kind of have it, which is weird. But now I'm like, I understand of having it and not having it. And I don't know. It's an experience. I feel underprivileged. Like, I feel like I worked for my privilege and I worked to give my son the privileges that he does yeah. has. And unfortunately, it's still not enough to keep up with our surrounding neighbors. Not that you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, but just right. in perspective, I feel like I have my given my child way more than what I have received mm-hmm. and I was telling my friend this last night he's still always the last to get something even the basics of a new coat a new pair of shoes braces like that's a luxury right get a new car or get a car and it's just like dude you have to look at how young of a parent I am versus how old of a parent some of your other friends are in the types of lives mm-hmm. they live the type of help marriage boyfriend sugar daddy whatever they may be doing illegal or not illegal on the side like getting them all of these things and it's just you and it's just me i had to learn that about my mom too like especially when i got to college because like i mean yeah no i'm not proud to say it. i don't hear the word no often at all and it makes me angry when i do i don't care call me a brat i am so when my mom went from yes, yes, yes to no, I was like, okay, th- huh? Like, excuse me? What did you say? No, I don't have it. What? Why? Why don't you have it? And, of course, I'm like, well, duh, it's just her here. She's only one person. But then the other side of me is like, what do you mean no? <laughs> like, I'm confused. But, like, I get it. It's just annoying because f- I'm not saying, like, it's her job because I'm grown. But it's like... It's your job. Like, you're my mom. Just do it. But then I'm like, I can help you. But then she doesn't let me help her. And I'm like, well, if you're going to do it, then do it. Because now I'm mad. So really what you're saying is I just need to start telling you no more. Oh, no. And let you get used to that. (laughs) No. James told me no yesterday. That's enough for the week. So how do we change these no's into yeses? I mean... Because right now, in this moment, life does not go on. Yeah. I don't know. Because I don't... I don't handle rejection well at all. Again, because I rarely experience it. And so when it happens, I'm like, I'll kill you right now. Now, versus I feel like when I get rejected, job, friend, man, whatever, it's just like, oh shit, am I ever going to get a yes? Like, when when is it going to be my turn? Yeah, I feel that too. Uh, it's weird because I'm very like I'm like, like the I'm north and south pole because it's I keep getting rejected and like nobody understands that and I'm not saying that my life is different or everybody's entitled to their own shit and how it plays off in their life, but this is mine and this is where now I have to take control of my life mm-hmm. and make some moves I feel like mine's more of like I'm getting what I want like I want money I have money but it's from a bullshit job that I hate and so in my eyes I'm like I don't have what I want so that's pissing me off when 
what I want to do is have my shit ton of money doing psychology, which is what I love. But I can't do that until I finish doing school, so I'm not even doing what I like because I'm in fucking school and I hate school. But that's the only way I can get certified to tell people what I've been telling people since I was 14. It's annoying. It's like an endless cycle of, cool, I'm going to be a psychologist. Fuck, I have to be in college for like eight years. And then it's like, well, cool, after that I'll have a shit ton of money. And then it's like, but then fuck, I got to put all this money into building my business. And then it's just keep going in a circle. So do you think that's the difference between how um, African Americans are raised versus... We're raised in a very... Well, it depends. I feel like everyone wants their kid to go to college, whatever. But depending on you being black and what circumstances you're living in while being black and the effort and how untouched your kids are to the world in order for them to make the right choices, whether that be going to college or doing whatever they want to do, it all depends. So, like, with me, I was raised in the suburbs, two parents for a good majority of my life, and a brother and a dog. Like, it was white Did picket fence. family encourage you or set you up in a position to feel like the way to life is not necessarily college, but to be your own boss, um, to live an entrepreneurial lifestyle do you feel like that was taught to you as a um, early child as far mm, i or were you taught to i always work? had a sense of work because i knew i always knew i don't know how but i always knew my mom was the hardest worker in the house even when i was like four and five like i knew mama goes to work and I was like, okay, you work to get money, get what you want. Okay, I understand that concept. And then I learned about things like college and started going to school. And my mom's like, you can either work, you can go to college, you can go to the service. I don't care what you do, but you're going to do something with your life that's productive. And so I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to go to college. And then my brother was like, okay, cool, I'm going to go to college. And then he's like, I don't like college. And so he started working. And so we just found our way into society. But I feel like with these hoods and impoverished places that black people have been forced, their automatic thought from birth is integrate into society, work, grind, hustle all your life until you work yourself into an early grave. But at least your kids have this life insurance policy. If that life insurance if that. is not a thing. Or if that. Maybe a stash of money under the couch. Or a will. But... Other than that, and really, if you, like, deep in the hood like that, you don't know shit about no will. You don't insurance. What? Like, this ain't even my car. Like, like you have to go. <laughs> you're well, just there. You're I just living. Like, and, I mean, I don't know this, but I feel like a lot of um, non-people um, that are people of not color don't... Did I say that? Um. People of not color? <laughs> I feel like... People of different nationalities, <laughs> different races, people of not color, not black people. <laughs> yes, I feel like other cultures, ethnicities, races, they're taught from an early age to don't ever work. Like, let the slaves the, handle this. Right, that. And, like, you work, you get out there and make money and... 
I can say, like, my dad has always taught me to, like, have some sort of hustle. I don't care what it is. Um, which is fine. But I couldn't say that I was growing up. I've never went on career day. I never went to school saying, I want to be my own boss. Like, how many kids really do? You hear a lot of people, you know, the kids where I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. I, I want to play for the Mavericks. And you hear a lot of <laughs> African-Americans. Yes, I want to. I want to be a mom. I'm a whole I girl. Be, <laughs> I want to play for the Like, what? I want to be a mom. I want to be a, like. Now, I, I'm at that stage now where I'm like, literally all I want is a baby. I could be pregnant right now and I would not the care. The devil is a lie. I just want a baby. I, the dude don't even have to stay. That's where I am. Like, I could whole test tube. Like, no. I don't care. I just want a baby. I don't even think you're old enough. Nobody should be having kids until they're over 35 years old. I am, what? Yes. No. I, by the time I'm 40, I want my kid to be like about you, to graduate. America, you listen. My mom not. had me at 30. Um, that's the last. I'm going to have my second kid. I'm going to have a baby at like 25. Have a baby until you are ready to be not selfish. Do you are ready to be selfish. I wouldn't be selfish if I had a baby. I would give everything to my baby because I give everything to my partner. When you are ready to stop traveling. I don't go with, nowhere. I'm an introvert. I say stop because I do have a friend and the first thing she told me when I was just like oh my god like I'll be here to help you babysit blah 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 she was like "Mm mm-mm if my child cannot go we not going point blank and period and my child came into my life I didn't come into theirs and they're not about to take over my life they have to fit into my life so I'm gonna go and do what I was doing before this baby came along and I was like wow like and I love the way she raises her kids, but what the hell are we talking about? I would take my baby with me everywhere. No, you don't get a baby. Like, you have to just have this. And I had another friend. Oh, I'm too selfish. I love my husband too much. You know, and then ended up having a baby by surprise. And then, That was about to be me with your friend. Nope. Then the best thing. And then I have another friend who I remember. I'm not going to say no names, but I've known this person for a very long time. And I remember them saying, I don't want to have a baby with a dark man because uh, I don't want my baby to be dark. Can I we stop fetishizing mixed kids? She also <laughs> said that she didn't want a kid. Um, she didn't even know she wanted to be a mom. And how about that? Not saying she wanted to get an abortion. She didn't know she wanted to be a mom. And I told her, you know, her mommy instincts to come in. Now she's a great mom that I see. You know, Instagram tells you one story. But, um child um you are not in the park like that okay it's the the way you have to be selfless when you have a kid like you just literally have to put that child before you in all ways shape form or fashion doesn't matter if you eat it doesn't matter if you sleep it's about the kid how long has it been i don't know you still have a home button (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is the privilege (laughs) <laughs> really? I'm sorry. I can't look. I, I, you have a home button. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do phones not have home buttons anymore? Is that, like a, is that holding my iPhone 6? Wow. Seven plus. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, that's the end of this podcast. Um, thanks for joining us. We'll 
see you on the new side. Happy 420. Smoke responsibly.